Hello, hello, hello. Hey, I'm sorry, not- I missed that. Sorry, could we just play that again? I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> Jen and Andre here, uh, right with me on Movies, Movies, Movies on FBI. They're just wiling out over their brand new interesting for the show. It's absolutely fabulous. I love that you've included the buzzer sound to the door to <laughs> the station <laughs> in it as well. <laughs> All right, now... Guys, breaking movie news, hit me with it. Cinemas have failed to make an entrance after three months of silence, with most of them relying on classics and vintage blockbusters that everyone's already seen to draw clouds like Fight Club and A Clockwork Orange. Dendi will be reopening this Thursday with relevant films like Frozen, A White, White Day, The Trip to Greece, and a film starring TV's Elizabeth Moss. Stop, stop. Okay, if Elizabeth Moss is the comeback, close cinemas again and come back in another three months, okay? Because I was really expecting at least Fitzcarraldo by Werner Herzog as like the way to bridge the gap between vintage and new, but they've failed us. They have truly failed us. The only silver lining to this poor news is that acclaimed Spanish director Pedro Almodovar is quite and quite likely teaming up with longtime collaborator Penelope Cruz for a new film about motherhood <gasps> because Pedro has never made a film about motherhood. Am I right, Jen? Am I right, Jen? <laughs> Pedro always makes... Anyway, it's tentatively scheduled to hit theatres in late 2021. It's called Madres Paralelas, and it centres on two mothers who give birth on the same day. Have you ever heard of it? The film will follow their lives over the first two years of raising their children, and... I bet that Kate McKinnon's going to make a cameo. Do we think that's going to happen, Jen? Or absolutely not? (laughs) Probably. Kate McKinnon, Elizabeth Moss, and Pedro Almodovar are about as diverse as SBS gets at the moment. You forgot Sarah Uh, Paulson as well. (laughs) But if you are wondering what you can actually watch this week, Dendi Opera Keys is now United Cinemas. So that means it's open because Dendi took one week longer than other cinemas to open. Run by Northern Beaches eccentric millionaire Ray Mustaka. And you can catch Moulin Rouge there at 2pm any day this week. Or, Andre, you can go online. And you can watch the Caribbean Film Collective. Gosh, we haven't got enough time to talk to you guys about how good the Caribbean Caribbean Film Collective and how good they are. They're a 30-person film collective based in the Northern Territory, Bill Ewan community, and they... Wait, I need to repeat that again. 30-person film collective. This is, this is not like a duet. This is no Coen Brothers shit. This is no Wachowski sister shit. They are 30 people making films. Yeah, what? And they just create these ecstatic, educational, psycho-supernatural films that are a combination of animation, social realism, and mumblecore, all DIY, super aesthetically cheap, tearing down traditional narratives about Aboriginality in film. They've been screened at all the major boutique gallery institutions around the world. One of my personal favourites is The Mermaids or Aiden in Wonderland, which is one that you wrote in the doc, Jen. Thank you for that. Well, that's, um, that's the one you can watch on Friday on demomovingimage.com, which is this festival that's been going, showing movies like this from around the world for people who are stuck in their homes with only the internet to look at. And um, I think it's a pretty good excuse to not go back to cinemas this week. Hmm. And as a continuation of our tirade, we're interviewing Yolanda Frost later on in Sydney Spotlight, because if anyone tuned in to the Life Drawing Live SBS quote unquote event, you might've clocked Yolanda's bush. She was one of the life models 
in SBS's first venture into you know, event television with their life drawing class. And we're going to talk about how it went down. It was two hours of drawing with Rove McManus and we got all the, the deets coming from someone who was inside the house. There you go. There's the hype right there. Movies, movies, movies. Honestly, like just ran through some really quick movie news uh, just before Ring the Alarm. And now we're going into two reviews. Up first, we've got Andre kicking off with Disclosure. Here's a little cheeky snippet for you. I can't even tell you how many times I've been in public space, particularly early in my transition, when I would walk into a subway car and people would just burst into laughter. And I think people are been trained to have that reaction. According to a study from GLAAD, 80% of Americans don't actually personally know someone who is transgender. So most of the information that Americans get about who transgender people are, what our lives are and are about, comes from the media. We've been around since there was uh, footage. You just have to look for us. Can we all just talk about D.W. Griffith for a minute? Not only is he incredibly racist, but he turned gender non-conforming people into the joke. So it's like you can't have like queer trans people and blackness in the same space at the same time. So what's it say about my queer trans black ass? Huge. Andre, take it away. Bam, bam, bam. Just to clarify, this is a trailer for a Netflix documentary about trans misrepresentation in film and television featuring exclusive interviews with trans and queer filmmakers. And I'm going to sound like such a film critic when I say this, but history is told by the victors. So a Netflix docker about trans representation on screen is not entirely a cute trip down memory lane. Instead, it's actually a blast to see celebrated trans filmmakers discuss cinema. And for the white gays who think they're getting trans history from a Charlie XX mixtape, I urge you to get out of your routine, Andre Shannon. Disclosure works. It's effing cathartic to see loads of practitioners reclaim not just their narrative, but the whole narrative of film history. Yes, Ryan Murphy made mistakes. Yes, Alfred Hitchcock was probably queer. And because of disclosure, we now know that trans visibility on screen and the birth of dynamic film editing in 1914 were inextricably linked. It's directed by Sam Fetter. It's a trans story of film. And it's way more exciting than anything we've seen of film documentaries. It's a far cry from Hugo and the Dreamers, which celebrates cis male filmmakers and way more conversational than Mark Cousins. Yes, that's right. I'm tearing down another film critic and calling bullshit. Disclosure has a happy ending. So get the shoes, baby, and get to work. Jen, get the shoes. Get the shoes, baby. (laughs) I know you love this as much as I did. And how satisfying is it just to see people talk about film and then have clips from that film play directly after that? (laughs) I could watch Candace Kane talk about Dirty Sexy Money forever. Truly, 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 truly. My favorite person was um, Susan Stryker, who's a film (laughs) theorist, I believe, with Yale. And yes, yes. Uh, they were the one that said that um, Judith of Bethulia, the 1914 G.W. Griffiths film, was the first time that dynamic film editing and trans visibility merged. I don't know if it was their, like, their, their take, but that's the idea that they were talking about. And I love that. I love that for us. Mm. Big step up from Apple's debut with the Queers in TV show that they did that looked exactly the same about two months ago. Okay, I haven't seen that, but I'm sick of two documentaries about the same thing coming out at the same time on different streaming services, okay? We need to, we need to, we need to bridge that gap and we just stop that. We don't need uh, competitive films like that. It's just not working. All right. Jen, you're going to leave me hanging here. <laughs> I think we, yeah, I think we've said all we need to say about Disclosure. I love that. Um, 
and Disclosure has a new song, My High, as well, I think. And it's not doing very well, not to throw more shade, but that song is not doing well. My favorite is <laughs> You and Me Flynn remix. There, I said it. That's my favorite. Don't steal that. Jen's reviewing the Life Drawing Live event, and afterwards, we're going to interview Yolanda Frost, who was a model in the Life Drawing event. Should we play that sting? Right here, right now. What is it about the human body that has inspired artists throughout the ages? Is it the lines, the form, the beauty, or is it just the process of drawing life itself? Join me, Rove McManus, as we explore all of this in Australia's first ever televised life drawing class with nude models, amateur artists, and a bunch of special guests. Watch or draw along from home. It doesn't matter if you're a passionate Picasso or a stick figure specialist. All you need is pencil, paper, and a little artistic license. It's a masterpiece. Life Drawing Live, Saturday, 4th of July, on SBS and on demand. All right, bring it. In the words of model Yolanda Frost, SBS's experiment in live life drawing, which should have cancelled sport forever, felt instead like an Earl Grey tea bag that's been left to steep too long until it's cold <laughs> and bitter. Instead of having the life models perform spoken word, we are subjected to endless zooming, craning shots of Claudia Carvin, Susie Youssef, Adam Lior, and Hunter Page Lockhart, and, oh, and Poe awkwardly zooming in from Adelaide, do a 10, <laughs> year 10 art class with charcoal in front of at least 4,000 people who still watch live TV. Humming underneath his stock music somewhere between a white-owned jazz bar and the hold music of a mechanic, while quote-unquote diverse models are forced to pose silently as Rove fails to land a single joke. Instead, he tries to awkwardly normalise the weird setup. SBS treating naked bodies, which they show anyway all the time, like taboo again, like a teacher uncomfortably having to lead a sex ed class. Such a cringy, white-gazy, but well-intentioned misfire that perfectly illustrates how fake and gay the former managing director, Michael Abedes, claims that diversity at the top is secondary to that on screen after Michelle Law called out SBS for having 12 exclusively white executives this week. And that is... Uh, is that. And that, that is that. <laughs> <laughs> as diverse as SBS gets anymore. Jen, you need to flex that you were at SBS for what I thought six, was three years, but was actually years. six years. Oh. <laughs> So we got the inside scoop. This was the biggest disaster I've seen in Australian media <laughs> oh, ever. No. It's just like, it was such a crap hole misfire. And it was so long. And we only watched it because our friend Yolanda was modeling in it. She came last. And it was Who just... should have been the star. Should have been the star. Rude. Didn't even get her in time to pose. Uh, it was... Anyway, I agree I with you. The, stage. the saddest thing about this live event was that I have to keep asking you who the, the, the guests were because I have no idea who Claudia... Claudia... Claudia Carvin? Claudia Carvin. Claudia Carvin is. Yolanda says has her own flavour to drawing. Um, Interesting. But it also... One thing that really struck through is the, the sort of level of cultural conversation that SBS is willing to have at prime time kind of eventuates just a body positivity. That's about as far as we get. And the show that was on before was just some British guy on a train to Transylvania. Mm, I know, it was literally called like Robbie Goes to Romania and it was just Robbie running around Europe <laughs> talking <laughs> to the camera. Like, it's, it just goes to show that SBS truly has nothing to offer culture at all. <laughs> Up next, uh, 
Up next. Live from SBS Live Drawing. We've got the scoop. More bitching. We've got the scoop. We are on movies, movies, movies. Uh, Very quickly recapping, the movie about the two mothers uh, we mentioned in movie news is Madres Paralelas uh, featuring Penelope Cruz with Pedro Almodovar. You know, they're basically like brother and sister at this point. They collaborate constantly. Um, And... Very contentious texts about SBS coming through. Is SBS really the enemy here? I can think of worse media phenomena. And wow, from listening to a TV show review to making the call, SBS has nothing to offer culturally. Ironically, you speak about the white gaze. You should attempt being my Latino parents with no English and no yuppie funds to pay for Netflix and then let me know how little SBS does for culture. And I'll speak specifically to Chinese, Greek, Italian and Spanish program from Juan uh, coming in on the text line. We've got a very uh, we've got a very cheeky interview with uh, one of the models from Jen's uh, review right here on Movies, 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 being live drawing live on SBS. Yolanda, welcome. And to you. Welcome. Yolanda, welcome Sydney, to the show. Sydney children's music teacher and Augie organ organizer and we're so excited to have you on the show and in my kitchen to to talk about your participation (laughs) in SBS's live drawing live event. Uh, Oh good morning glad to be here. Yeah so you said uh, previous to the airing of SBS live there was Robbie goes what on the train to Transylvania the idea of live drawing live when some naked lady is standing there is in no way an imitation of reality but there you have it roving these roving eyes you could watch that for two hours straight. Luckily, there was really no other option locked in your living room. So you were a model and we watched you and you came out for the last 15 minutes of a two hour show mm. where Rove McManus talked about, you know, the importance and who else do we have on the show talking about Western art and bodies and ways of seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel being up there in front of so many eyes from home? Well, exhibitionism is one of my hobbies and Sydney is really prime position for that sort of opportunity. But uh, the the mode of SBS is a little bit, I thought that was an amplifier. Little did I know it was like a closed caption experience. And uh, with all those um, young acting older people, I, I've got to say, we, we should have a little uh, exhibition at the end of all their charcoal misdemeanors. <laughs> charcoal <laughs> misdemeanors. <laughs> Yolanda, walk us through, in your own words, what it was like to get ready for a, a, a nude modelling sesh that was going to be on broadcast on live TV. Beforehand, it's rather stressful. I guess there's uh, a lot of awkwardness surrounding the naked body, but for me, it's like the most natural form. And to be able to share that with people is really quite empowering. But for it to get minimised and paralysed by the television uh, format was actually a rather blunt experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Was, did you want to say something, Maya? <laughs> just giving you a little uh, cheeky just spotlight. Just giving you a little wave. Just, just giving you a little wave. <laughs> what would you say SBS needs to do to make live life drawing work? I think more colour. They were doing it in black and white and they had so much potential, so much exoticism from the history of life drawing to draw on. And that simply wasn't done with ample flair and care to the wind. I think perhaps it is the legacy of COVID that has stained and primed 
the canvases of the artists that we were really watching in that situation. In future events, it should be far more interactive and uh, a celebration rather than an essentialism taking place. Amazing. And I also just want to reply to Juan and say, SBS is not the ultimate enemy, but 12 white executives at the head of SBS is not showing its potential, especially when we see the event that we watched on Saturday night. Juan, I'd love to have you on the show. If you'd be willing, we'd love to invite you on. There you go, Juan. Special little shout out for you. And a big thank you to Yolanda Frost, one of the participants. Thank you. Thank you for coming on Mornings uh, this morning and on Movies, Movies, Movies. You can listen back to today's show wherever you grab your podcast from and at fbiradio.com. Just click on the Mornings with Maya Billick tab. Big thank you, Yolanda. Big thank you, Jen, Andre. Uh, we'll be back again at the same time next week. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.